You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 27 of Teach Better Talk. I am Ray Hewitt, and as always, I am with the pretty, pretty awesome Jeff Gargas. Pretty, pretty I feel like awesome. I change it up every single time. I Jeff. love That's it, Ray. Right? I love for it. What I'm going to use to describe you. <laughs> but as always, while I am with Jeff, we also have a really cool educator we get to talk to. I was so excited to record this episode. But right before we make that big, big announcement of who we have today and share all that insight. Jeff, how are you doing? Ray, I am doing fantastic. Episode 27. I'm going to say what I say every single episode. I can't believe it's already episode 27. It's been fantastic. The podcast has gotten some awesome feedback, and we're getting a lot of excitement about it. So you and I are having a blast with this. I'm so honored to be able to do this with you um, every every Monday night when we record and then getting to push them out and connecting with amazing educators and getting to get a little further into their story and stuff has just been a lot of fun. So I'm super excited tonight. Um this woman is just amazing. She's doing some phenomenal things. It's, she's so much fun to, to follow and watch grow and, and share her stories and everything that she's got going on. So I'm super excited. We have Sarah Thomas on with us tonight. Um, Sarah is, she's a lot of things. I'm just going to say a few of them and then we'll let her dive more into it. But she's a regional tech, technology coordinator. She's also a uh, Google certified innovator, a Google education trainer. She's the founder of EduMatch uh, Movement, which is a project that empowers educators to make global connections across common areas of interest, which I know was like me reading off the website, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, she's an international presenter, uh, presents all over the place. She's done a lot of really cool stuff with ISTE, um, including helping them uh, refresh their, their 2017 standards. And she won the uh, she was the recipient of the 2017 ISTE Making It IT Happen Award. She's also, uh, and we love this group, uh, she's a national advisor for the Future Ready Instructional Coaches Strand, which is really cool, um, doing some amazing things. She's also an affiliate professor in all of her free time um, and co-author in an upcoming book or a publication with ISTE. Like, I mean, I don't even, I could keep going, but I'm going to stop because I want to turn and say, Sarah, we so much appreciate you taking some time out of your clearly busy schedule to chat with us and hang out with us. And how are you feeling right now? Hey, thank you so much, Jeff and Ray. It's great to be here. Um, feeling good. Feeling good. How about y'all? Feeling awesome. We got you on here, right? I mean, yeah. how much better can it get? <laughs> I'm excited to be here. <laughs> this is making my night. Awesome. Great. Love it. Well, we have a lot in store, but before we get too far into it, Sarah, I know that Jeff gave you a little bit of an introduction, but how in the world do you describe your own self when somebody comes up to you and says, oh, Sarah, nice to meet you. What do you do? What is your typical response? Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I guess like um, pretty much what, what you all said in the intro that that covers me to a T. Um, so I, I guess like a, a lifelong learner would be like another way I would summarize myself. Like I'm always loving uh, to learn about new things, different things. Um, I also like to create spaces for people to have conversations where we grow together. So um, so those are totally my jam. And, um, you know, I'm very, very passionate about um, about several things in education, um, including cultivating like student voice. Um, also, I would say the thing that I'm most passionate about is um, is connecting educators. Um, and I'm also uh, really into digital equity. Like I'm, I'm 
on a journey to learn more. And as I'm learning more, then it's just fascinating me more and more things that, you know, that we can do to uh, help solve these inequities for our students. I love that, Sarah. I love that that's a mission of yours. And I got to say also on a, on, a, on a fun note that I love your Twitter handle of Sarah the Teacher. The teacher <laughs> is spelled T-E-E or T-E-E-C-H-U-R. Uh, so I, I just, I've always loved that. I actually think like the first Thank time I, I came across you, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm following her. I like that right there. Oh. Um, and then, you know, then, then you see all the awesomeness and it becomes totally worth it. But yeah, really cool. I wanted to touch Thank on that. You. So, um, I want to, we're going to get into a little story time. Uh, I want you to share something cool. with us. You know, I, I, we, we, we do this a lot. We talk about it. Anybody knows me knows that I, and our whole team here at the teach better team, like we, we really hold on to failure and we, we, we gather the strength from our failures and our learning and our journeys to get here. So can you share with us about a time that you've failed and kind of take us there with you? What was it that happened? Why was it a failure? How did you overcome it? And then what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's so many, right? And yeah. I guess it depends on how you define it, right? Um, I know that one of my friends, Tammy Neal, says that it's not really a fail until you give up. So mm. uh, I like that. I like that. Um, but definitely there have been several challenges in my career that um, that I've just, I, I'm just, um, you know, it's it, it's a lot. It's a lot thinking back on it. Um, I would say probably one of the earliest ones um was that when I started out teaching, then I was kind of playing a role of a teacher. I was um, I was not really being authentic. You know, I got some advice. So don't don't smile till Christmas, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, be extra strict, extra firm. And, you know, don't don't reveal too much of yourself, like what you're into and things of that nature. Just keep a, a distance from students. And so I tried, you know, in my 22 year old mind, um, to, to kind of play that out. You know, I, I always had some kind of relationship with students because I feel like that respect, um, goes a long way in getting to know them, you know, that, that gets a long way, but, um, but I was not being authentic in myself. I was wearing like these heels, these power suits and just clunking around the hallway. That's not me at all. So, um, over the years, I kind of learned to relax and to just, just bring more Sarah into teaching. I feel like all of us, we each have something that we can bring um, that only we can bring. We're, we're the only people on earth with that secret sauce. So we have to identify what that sauce is, bring that into our teaching and um, interact with our kids, you know, like use it to, to build with our kids um, because they have so much that we can learn from them. And also when we're authentic, then there's a lot uh, there as well that they can take from us. You know, Sarah, Something I really loved about being able to follow your your mission, but also your story through social media or through the books you're writing, you also have been featured in a number of books. And one of them that I was reading um, reading about you in was The Teacher's Journey, where you got to talk about kind of your progression through education. It was so interesting. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, Brian is great. Brian is one of our EduMatch authors, and it, it was totally a, a pleasure working with him um, on this project. He is just amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was really impressive. He took, um, for those of you that have not read his book, he took a bunch of different educators um, and kind of like told their story throughout that process. But it touches on some of what you talked about right now, right now and then. So really great. Yeah, thank you. Speaking of that, Sarah, can you actually can you tell us a little bit about the EduMatch movement and, and what that's all about and how that kind of came about? Yeah, absolutely. So the story is that back in December 20, uh, I'm sorry, September 26, 2014, 
I was on Voxer with a friend of mine, Rafrance Davis, and we were talking about gamification and math. So she said something that reminded me of a conversation that I just had with my cousin. And I started thinking about this other guy that Rafrance and I were friends with, Chris Avilas, who is amazing, does amazing stuff. So I said that it would be great if the three of them could get in a room and just talk about gamification in math or gamification in general. And so at that point, I, I just kind of had like that eureka moment, you know, where the light bulb goes off over your head. And I was just like, okay, let me um, look and see if there's anything out there that connects people in this way. And, you know, there were, there were Voxer groups, there were Twitter chats, but nothing like specifically connecting individuals um, around their interests. So I went on Twitter, um, made an account very quickly, made probably the ugliest logo ever on Google <laughs> Drawing. <laughs> and, um, you know, I tweeted out what I was trying to do. And within minutes, I got someone back from Australia who said he was willing to give it a shot. So I asked him to tell me a little bit about himself and he did. So I matched that up with uh, with some hashtags and education and just tweeted about him um, throughout the course of the day. And then after, you know, at the end of the day, I asked him, how did it go? And he was just like, oh, this is cool. You know, I met so many great people. You should keep this going. So at that point I did. So, you know, um, I'd set up a Google form, put it on a site. And from there, people have joined from all over the world and um, they, they bring their interests, they bring their ideas. And um, we we just kind of grow off of those ideas. Someone had the idea next to make a Voxer group. Somebody had an idea after that to make a podcast and a, a guest blog and um, an ed camp. So, I mean, it's just been growing from the support of the members. And recently we, we have dipped our toe into, um, well, actually we, we're kind of all in right now <laughs> in the publishing world. Um, so we've started doing educational books that started out with like crowdsourced books where people would submit a chapter here and there. And, um, you know, eventually it morphed into solo authors also contributing. So we were just passionate about putting out good stories that people really feel strongly about. They want to get their voice heard. So that's, that's kind of what we, what we do. And we just opened a nonprofit. So, um, looking forward to seeing that grow as well. Yeah. What's the, what's the nonprofit doing? What's the focus and the purpose of the nonprofit? Yeah. So the nonprofit has, um, kind of a dual mission. So the first mission is to uh, actually, you know what? I, I think I can can consolidate it down into a single mission. <laughs> <laughs> so we are supporting um, the grassroots projects of educators and of students. So the support might look like um, amplification, it might look like mentorship, and it might look like okay. uh, financial support. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to to getting that off the ground. Very cool! Wow, I love it, man. You got even, you have even more awesomeness going on than we even knew. So like, <laughs> super cool. I love it. So I, the, so the, I, I'm thinking this next question is gonna be an easy one for you. I, I hope, but we'll see. So I want to flip it around. We talked a little bit about failure. Can you tell us about a time that you've had a success or a success that you've had? And this doesn't have to be something big. It can be big, small, somewhere in the middle. But can you tell us what what happened? Why was it a success to you? And then sort of what did you take away from that experience? Absolutely. So I think sometimes the sweetest successes are the ones that you think will never happen. Um, <laughs> so for me, it would, it would probably my biggest success that I would say um, would be graduating from uh, the doctoral program, because it was just a comedy of errors. Like it was just crazy the amount of stuff that happened like in this in this journey um it took me 10 and a half years which is longer than normal but um you know it it, it was just like um oh my goodness if i start if i start telling y'all where where it began <laughs> like um i had a car go through my house at one point 
And, you know, I, I wasn't able to get my term paper off my computer. And then there was like a situation where I had a concussion. Um, so that kind of put me out of the running for a while. Then after that, couldn't find participants, you know, because my uh, population was so narrow. Um, so it took like so much stick to in order to get it done. But I mean, up until the 11th hour, sometimes I didn't even know if I was going to be able to make it. But um, like walking across the stage, that was probably the sweetest moment in my life. That is so cool. I bet that's a killer moment. I mean, I have not gotten my doctorate, but I can only imagine that that's awesome. So oh, thank in terms you so of EduMatch, I love your mission to connect teachers and allow them to tell their story. I think that's a huge positive right now that we have going on in the education field is we have teachers that are connecting themselves or you know, able to connect with others and really share their story. I think there's so much power in teachers being able to share what's going on in their classroom. Something that we say on the Teach Better team all the time is simply that you know, our, our belief is that every teacher's problem, the solution exists somewhere else in the classroom. And we simply need to get all these genius ideas together, all these ways to connect students and, and make it, you know, amplify it so that every teacher can find success and reach all students. So if I ask you about education right now and what you're excited about outside of all the great things you've been able to do, what's really getting you excited about education? Oh yeah, totally. Education right now, I would say the thing that's like really getting my gears going is kind of the the democratization of education. And that might sound kind of weird at first, but um, what I mean by that is that now I'm seeing less and less of people are looking to experts to tell us what to do, you know? And I find more and more that we are realizing that we are the experts. Um, no one knows better than us what our students need um, because we are right there. We see it, you know, day in and day out. So I feel that when people, you know, when when they take their their power that they have to to really make a difference and then just scale it, share it with the world. You know, like you said, um, people are looking for solutions that you know that someone else might have already stumbled upon. So so definitely sharing that information, getting it back out there into the world, um, sharing with our profession, then then I, I'm just super excited about that, about people just, you know, sharing their stories. Hey guys, while we take a quick break, I want to make sure that you are constantly thinking about how you are growing your network. We have a hashtag mastery chat every Thursday night at eight o'clock Eastern. It's a great way to pop on, answer a few questions and collaborate with teachers around the world. Hope you join us next Thursday. So the real big question I have next for you, which I was really excited to get your thoughts on because I know that you speak all over the world and you're really doing incredible things to inspire, motivate, and support teachers. But my next question has to do with advice for new teachers. And it's really appropriate for not only this interview, for, but for my week. I have talked so much with one of my friends, Kristen Nan, who's a great educator. Um, and we've been talking about this disconnect between how we can authenticate future teachers' experiences in college and how they can be um, translated more, uh, I would say authentically again, but but even better than they are into the classroom, how we can keep supporting these new teachers to be innovators and not spend all this time in college, you know, working, working, working to be progressive. And then they get into the first year teaching and they're not quite sure where to start. So they go back to what they have always known, how they learned 
And so what is your biggest piece of advice, maybe you have a few, for teachers that are new to the field or new to a building or trying to really grow and continue that that progression towards be, really being innovative in our careers? Absolutely. That's a great question. And it's perfect timing that you're asking because I just finished um, a digital equity um, webinar with with ISTE Digital Equity Network and ISTE Teacher Educator Network, uh, kind of a co-webinar. And we were talking about um, how to best um, best inform um, our teacher candidates, our, our pre-service teachers, and just, just really having, um, having that hands-on approach um, and, and letting them experience it for themselves is, is one thing that's very important. Dr. Sam Fessage talks about this a lot in her book, Edumagic, as well, um, and just a lot of different things that people can do, um, pre-service teachers, when we're preparing uh, teachers in the field. Now, when you actually get to the school, you know, when it is your first year, I would say that the biggest thing that I would recommend would be to, uh, to develop your network um, very quickly. So um, hopefully already going into the school, then the, the new teachers would have, um, you know, started to connect on Twitter um, or on Voxer or on Facebook or things of that nature. But it, I, I cannot, it can't be understated how important it is to have that network. I really wish that I had it my first few years teaching because um, it was a very rocky start for me. And that network would have really facilitated things. So um, so definitely that that would be my advice. And I also want to give a shout out to Kristen. She is amazing. Yeah, she is. We love Kristen. She's fantastic. And I mean, that's, that's really powerful advice though with the your network, I mean, that network becomes your your foundation for bouncing back from mistakes, bouncing back from from failures or from disappointments or from the negativity that swirls around, and to become that that sort of that place you can retreat to and then get back into things and, and go to for advice and stuff. So, can you uh, would would you mind expand a little bit? Like, so if I'm a brand new teacher coming into a brand new school, what are the best ways that I can what are the best things that I can do to really build my network and find those people that become my tribe and my people? Absolutely. Um, so I would say that Twitter chats are a really great start. That's where I started. Mm. Um, and there's several lists that are circulating. I know that there's one on Cyberman's site. There's also participate that has like a list of Twitter chats, but I would start there. And then um, like a few friends of Vo on Voxer have recommended that people can start on Twitter and then move to Voxer. I don't know. Everyone's workflow is kind of different, but I feel like Voxer really helps you to make those, um, those connections with the voice. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're not cut off by a certain character count. Like you're cut off after 15 minutes, but really who wants to talk for 15 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm <not> kidding. <laughs> yeah. But I found that people on Voxer, um, I mean, really just that added voice component and, um, talking to the same people every day on my drive into work um, about the good, the bad, the ugly. It's just really been just amazing for me. So um, so I would say definitely building up your PLN in those ways. And also I'll put a shameless plug in. Um, if you go to edumatch.org and look up uh, databases on the databases tab, there's something called the awesome table of edumatchers. So that is everyone who has filled out the person of the day form. Um, mm. which is over a thousand people. So they have self-selected. They want to be connected to other educators who match their interests. So there's ways to go in and search, you know, let's say I'm into like one-to-one -one or something like that. Then I can just go in and search for it um, and find these other amazing people with their, um, you know, how to get a hold of them and, and, and build those conversations. 
And also one more thing uh, for a boxer group list. So shout out to Anibal Pacheco, uh, Karen Corbell and Heather Gock. Um, the four of us put together a boxer list. So it is currently being housed at theedsquad.org forward slash boxer. So that's a way for people to go in directly into Voxer and find those groups. So not all of the groups in there are still active, but um, but a lot of them are. And I I just cannot uh, say enough good things about Voxer groups and, and how influential they've been for me even 14 years in. Sarah, I have to say I am brand new to Voxer. Like within the past few weeks, brand new. I know Jeff's been dabbling a lot with it. But I didn't truly see the magic of it until I started communicating on Voxer with Kristen Nan. And I'm sorry we keep bringing her up, but she has such an infectious personality that you can get through Twitter. But being able to talk to her, hear her voice, and and go back and forth and have a true conversation, I mean, like, it was so cool. I am totally a newbie at it, but it is really something that I want to continue to do because it's it makes our conversation so much more friend focus, really growing a network, not just virtually, but as if you were truly sitting next to that person learning with them. Oh yeah, totally. It, it, it just changes the game. Like I, um, I feel like in the edge match groups and we talk about like a lot of professional stuff, but we also talk about personal stuff and we get to hear about each other's families and you know, what we're having for dinner that actually spurred mm-hmm. a book. Like the, the recipe guide came from everyone talking about what they were having for dinner, what they cook, you know, things like that. And someone said, Hey, let's make a book out of it. So we did. So, I mean, you never know what you're going to get, you know, by just having that 360 view of a person and, you know, just those deeper connections, they can bring forth so, so many good things. Yeah. It's been, I, I've, I've been really loving Voxer for a little while now, so I'm, I'm excited that Ray's getting into it and Ray, let's just get something straight right now. You never have to apologize for bringing up Kristen. Okay. <laughs> she is a rock star and we can always talk about her and I hope she blushes when she hears this. Um, anyway, so let's move on. Uh, we're going to do our, our fun little challenge that we do here, Sarah, where I'm going to ask you six different questions and you are going to try to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. And now I am unmuted. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was thinking to myself, Oh, I'll just, I'll just cut that little bit and edit it out where she was muted and try to talk. But now I'm going to leave this in. This isn't yeah. going anywhere. So <laughs> we're going to be that authentic, right? Uh, all right. So here we go. Six questions. Uh, what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Boxer. Oh, go figure. Right. Right. <laughs> of course. Exactly. Uh, what is a, what's, what's one book that you're reading right now? Oh, I'm reading a bunch of the edgy match books that are coming in. Uh, I'll say the last one I read was Divergent EDU by Mandy Freilich. Love it. Um, who do we need to follow on Twitter today? I would say follow. Uh, <laughs> go to <laughs> go to edumatch.org, awesome table of edgy match, and find everyone that that matches your interests. Oh, I love it. So uh, what is the best either? We can do either a YouTube channel or if you don't do the YouTube best website or resource online for educators. Oh, that's a good one. Um, mm, 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 mm. I would say, huh? I would say, well, let me say Edutopia. That's always a good one. Mm. Oh, and Cult of, Ped- Cult of Pedagogy is yes. another great Ooh, one. Both good ones. Yes. yes. What is uh, What is one daily, weekly or monthly routine that every teacher should get into? Um, having a routine and having that routine involving self-care. So definitely mm. take time for yourself. Definitely. And what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Um, one of my friends told me one time, life has already been written. So just sit back 
and watch it play out. And that brings me so much peace whenever I'm freaking out, like not knowing what to do. <laughs> so I just like watch it play out. Sarah, there is so much more that we could talk about, and I hope that all of our listeners continue this conversation by connecting with you. So would you mind sharing? I know there's probably hundreds of ways to connect with you because you're so active just supporting teachers constantly with everything that you've been working on, but how can people get in contact with you? Well, obviously, you're putting this in the show notes, but what's uh, what's the main places that people can find your information continue this conversation? Yeah, totally. So um, thank you. Thank you both, first of all, for having me here. And um, anyone who wants to connect with me, please do so. I don't bite. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Sarah the Teacher. So S-A-R-A-H-D-A-T-E-E-C-H-U-R. Also, edu underscore match. And a third handle is edu match books. Same thing, all three for Instagram. Um, my website, you can find me at sarahjanethomas.com, sarahtheteacher.com, or edumatch.org. And the third one's probably the best one. Um, on Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash edumatchers. YouTube, um, it's podcast with an s.edumatch.org forward slash YouTube. And for our books, you can find us at edumatch.org forward slash books. Awesome. Love it. And you all know, as always, you can find all of those links and resources that we talked about in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those really, really important links on how to connect with Sarah. We'll make sure we have all of that over there. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com and get all of that awesomeness. Uh, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really, really appreciate that as well. Sarah, Super, 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 super huge thanks for hanging out with us, having some fun with us, and sharing your story and your thoughts with us. We really appreciate your time and really appreciate you you hanging out with us. Oh, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. So thank you all so much for having me on. Awesome. And until next time, guys, let's get out there and let's teach better. Mm-hmm.